0: Part 1, Chapter 4, Zagora's Labyrinth Through the open door they went, before the fox's light died in the passage. When they stepped through the doorway, the children found themselves in a room of a thousand doors, all open and identical, shifting to and fro on the walls. The fox was nowhere to be found, but in its place stood a woman. She was plump with a shock of red curls, of an age with the children's parents. The woman shut the door behind them. All the doors followed suit, hinges creaking in unison. The woman locked the door with a bone carved key on a silver chain. A thousand clicks were heard, and all the doors shifted on the walls again. The children took in the scene with wide eyes. Who'd ever seen such a place? The woman tossed the chain round her neck, the key of bone nestling in between heavy bosoms.
1: Greetings at last, my lovelies. I am Zagora the Thrice Cursed. And what are your names?
0: The children stood dumbfounded. They'd not expected anything so strange, so otherworldly. I'm Ajax, the boy said finally.
1: Where are we? What happened to the fox? This is my home, and the fox is me. That is a third of the curses I bear, placed upon me by Joros, that infernal...
0: Thing. She muttered the last bit. The words were lost, but the tone was none too kind.
1: Ajax, a pleasure, my boy. Such a beautiful lad, such big brown eyes and that dark hair destined to be a lady killer this one and you my pretty dear
0: Zagora turned her hazel eyes upon Cassandra a hint of the fox remained in them
1: Cassandra
0: the girl answered
1: beauty incarnate
0: Zagora said and her red lips curled a smile out she barked at the globe of light that floated by her side. It obeyed like a dog chastened by its master, tucked tail and sulked into oblivion. With the globe snuffed out, the children saw the room was decked with flickering candles. Shelves and tables all dripped with wax danced beneath the candle blaze. You were cursed to be a fox? Ajax asked.
1: Yes, but only out there.
0: Zagora gestured toward the door and the world that lay beyond.
1: This is my domain, and that curse, at least, does not hold so easy here. But enough of such drab talk. How absolutely dull to drone on about myself when I've guessed as interesting and lovely as the two of you. Tell me where you've come from. Tell me where you're going. Children from the kingdoms are seldom seen in a grusty. But I'm sure you know all of that. I must stop talking. Give the pretty children a chance to speak, Zagora. There you go again, babbling away, boring the company. I do apologize. I'm just so very excited to see such wonderful children as yourselves. I'll stop now. Not another word.
0: She clapped a plump hand over her mouth and waited for the children's answer. Ajax glanced at Cassandra unsure of just how much to tell this eccentric character. We hail from Gravia. He said at last. We've come to the waste, to this nice... Uh, to Agrosti, to find Nira Maris. A raucous cackle exploded from Zagora's lips.
1: <laughs> oh, the children want Nira Maris. Why, lovelies? Why, Niramarus?
0: We lost my friend, Cassandra's brother. He was reading a spell book, and he vanished. Ajax said.
1: But why, Niramarus?
0: Zagora repeated. I don't know, Ajax said.
1: I thought we might find a clue there. We don't know how else to find him. The king's men burned the wizard's haunt and the spellbook with it. Of course they did. Those worms in Gravia fear everything they don't understand. But not you, children. Much too brilliant for such a narrow mindset. That much I see clear as day. Did it cross your minds that perhaps you'd need not find Morris to find your lost boy? What did you say his name was?
0: I didn't say. Ajax told her. But it's thought. Zagora closed her eyes and breathed deep, as if savoring the name like a waft of sweet incense. (sighs) Philip. She repeated.
1: He is a lovely boy, I'm sure of it.
0: She opened her eyes and looked long at each of the children in turn.
1: Is his hair every bit as gold as yours, beautiful Cassandra? And are his eyes such stunning icy blue? Yes, he is my twin.
0: Cassandra said. She had to fight her repulsion at the woman's rotten breath. Ah! Zagora so almost shouted with delight. Then her voice shrank to a whisper, and she leaned in close, pungent breath assaulting the space.
1: A pair of twins is very special. <laughs> it's no wonder. Taken, But no one took him.
0: It was a spellbook. Ajax said.
1: And who do you think wrote the spellbook, lovely? They're not in the habit of writing themselves.
0: Zagora snatched his hand into her own and kissed it.
1: Such pretty hands. So perfect and full of youth.
0: Ajax tore his hand back in alarm. Segora wheeled around, frenzied with excitement.
1: Come with me, my sweeties. We need not find Naramoris to find Philip of the Golden Hare. He's nearer than you suppose.
0: Giddily, she scurried down the hall, without a look to see if they followed. The children shared a troubled glance and chased along behind. They walked in silence for a time. Through a maze of corridors that sprouted off in every which way. Up a flight of stairs, then down a gloomy tunnel lit by one lonely candle, struggling to do the work of forty. Right, and up another flight, left, over a precipice along a bridge of narrow stone. Down a flight of winding stairs, twice right, and into a grand hall where the ceiling stretched into darkness. Do you think that someone wrote that spellbook to take my brother? Cassandra asked as she peered into a glass jar that brimmed with blackish swill. The room had many of the jars, all taller than the children, all filled and kind. Try as she might, she could not see through the dusky fluid and wondered at the contents of the jars. What's that? said Zagora absent mindedly.
1: Oh, no, I don't think that. There are many books with teleportation spells, but that's such old magic, hopelessly difficult. If he read the spell and cast it, he must have some real talent. I don't know of anyone who uses ancient spells today. Nothing of note, at least. And certainly not any of the travel or teleportation spells. Where are these other books? "'Maybe we can find how to use the ancient spells, too, and find Philip,'
0: Cassandra exclaimed.
1: "'Even if you could, my dear, and you can't, no one can, you don't know where he's gone. Each of those old spells sends its user to a different place. You've no idea where he's gone without the book here, Ed. Oh, "'And that book burned,'
0: Cassandra said with a sigh.
1: "'But why do you say I can't use the old spells?' Philip must have. Could you read this spell book too?
0: Zagora's eyes flashed as she looked on Cassandra with new interest.
1: Yes, sort of. I understood it, I think.
0: Cassandra answered.
1: Excellent,
0: Zagora said. The fox was in her eyes.
1: Don't fret, lovelies. Aunt is a gore will help you. Find Philip if it takes me ten thousand spells.
0: She ducked beneath a low stone arch and vanished down a darkened tunnel. As Cassandra stooped to follow, Ajax caught her cloak. She turned a puzzled look his way, but his eyes were wide, and he pointed silently at one of the tall jars. Pressed against the glass, she saw a hand. Lifeless. Pale bloated. Ajax looked at her as if to say,
1: Can we trust her after this?
0: Cassandra threw up her hands and shrugged. What other option do they have? If they could even navigate the winding tunnels, the ups and downs and twists and turns, could they find the one door in a thousand that might let them out? Surely if they did, they'd lack that carved bone key tucked safe within Zagora's bosom.
1: Coming, children
0: called Zagora from the darkness. They came at length to a room lit by a blazing hearth and oil lamps. It was small compared to the hall they'd left, but larger than either of the children's homes. Shelves of wood and stone lined the walls, piled with books, scrolls, and so many other things. Dried flowers, leaves, fungi, feathers, Insects, spiders, powders, antlers, crystals, and hair. There were things more ghastly too. Jars chock full of floating eyes and paws and claws and talons of beasts that they could name and many more that they could not. An altar stained with old blood stood ominous upon a dais at the far end of the room. A trench wrapped round the altar sure to catch whatever gory runoff might slick the stones. Ajax and Cassandra advanced, eyes never leaving the altar.
1: How do you plan to bring Philip back?
0: Cassandra asked, stopping near the center of the room where the light was best. She didn't want to venture further. Ajax didn't either.
1: Did I tell you I was thrice cursed?
0: Zagora asked, ignoring Cassandra's question. Her back was to the children, and she rummaged through a chest of drawers.
1: I am a bald woman, racked with age and fading looks, and tormented by damnable curses, laid on me without reason by wicked souls. My whole life I've struggled to eke out a living, an existence, rather, in these cruel wastes. I have known suffering and violence, and fear has dogged my every step. But when you children came, I saw a ray of hope.
0: She turned toward them and began to slowly advance, hands behind her back.
1: You lovelies hold a key to my salvation my freedom from the curses that plague me so. Did you think when you opened your beautiful eyes today that you'd save a poor woman's life? The magic to break these curses is beyond my power. I have only feeble tricks, illusion spells, but you offer me so much more. Through you, I may tap into true power, into blood magic.
0: "'What's blood magic?' Ajax asked uneasily. "'It's
1: strong. Strong enough to break the curses,'
0: Zagora said.
1: "'Can it bring back Philip?'
0: Cassandra asked, but she knew somehow that it couldn't. She was afraid. Zagora's (laughs) demeanor had changed. The fox in her eyes had become a stalking lion, soon to pounce.' Cassandra's foot shifted onto something soft. She looked down and realized in horror what they stood upon. There in the center of the room was a man skin rug. She had stepped on the soft hair of the head. Cassandra wanted to vomit, but she took Ajax's hand instead and pointed down. His mouth fell open in revulsion.
1: It requires...
0: Zagora went on, her voice trembling.
1: I'm so sorry, my love, but you must help me in a way you may not relish. I cannot change that aspect of it. I must be free. I am dreadfully sorry, but I hope you'll understand. You said you were going to help us find Philip.
0: Cassandra's voice was a mix of fear and anger.
1: And I will,
0: Zagora said.
1: You'll find him easier once you've left that shell of flesh and bone.
0: She drew a twisted dagger from behind her back and snatched Cassandra's arm in a vice-like grip, too iron-strong to break away. The blade gleamed, thirsty in the lamplight, as Zagora raised it high.
1: Your magic makes you sweeter, girl. It's your blood that will set me free where others is failed. I feel it. I know it in my soul.
0: She plunged the dagger down, but gave a cry and stumbled back as Ajax drove his shoulder hard into her ribs. Her vice grip broke, and the children darted from the room and down the shadowed corridor. They ran with fearful speed, blindly turning here and there anywhere to flee the raving murderers. Zagora was in hot pursuit, but her echoing shrieks of rage grew fainter as the winding waves took them deeper down into the labyrinth. Soon it was quiet and still, and they were lost beyond hope. Finally they came to the glow of the last candle. Beyond them stretched pitch black. The children hesitated, stood within that halo that bordered the worlds of light and dark. But when they heard Zagora's cries again, faint in the distance, Ajax took Cassandra's hand and placed his other on the wall and plunged them into darkness. Hello everyone. This is Keith, writer and co-creator of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying this series, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend about us. It really helps. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Path of Legends. We're proud to be a part of the Podbelly Network. You can find us and other great podcasts at podbelly.com. Thanks again for listening.